Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. I apologize for the last couple of days off with no episode. I'm doing a couple things for school. Uh, a couple things came up. Uh, it's not as busy. We'll have an episode today. We'll have an episode tomorrow. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Please keep subscribing on iTunes, Spotify. Keep listening on Megaphone. Keep bringing those reviews in. But so the Penguins did have their game this week. They brought Alex Galchenyuk and Brian Dumoulin back. And the Penguins absolutely put up a beatdown on the Philadelphia Flyers, 7-1. to one. I was actually driving uh, to the bar to watch the Nats game and the, the Penguins game since I uh, was trying to see if it was on TV. By the time I'm at the bar, it's 4 nothing already. And it, it 4 nothing like 10 minutes, 11 minutes into the first period. And right then, the game was basically over. Uh, the Penguins were peppering Brian Elliott all night long. They gave up. He gave up six goals before they finally they mercifully pulled uh, him after the second period, but Carter Harden, who only allowed one goal. Of course, that goal came with like less than 10 seconds remaining to Dominic Cahoon. Um, the Penguins looked awesome uh, during that game, uh, just scoring seven goals. Uh, you know, when you let the Penguins get healthy, you're, you're going to pay the price. And, you know, now they're only down Evgeny Malkin, but he's definitely making his return on Saturday. Looks like he practiced again, full contact, normal uh, jersey. On the top power play unit on his second line. Um, also, the Penguins just sent down Sam Lafferty. So that was a decision that was had to be made at forward, even though Lafferty has been really good. So now the Penguins are down to 13 forwards, 8 defensemen, and 2 goalies. So everyone is fully healthy. But yeah, this game, um, Sidney Crosby, let's just start there with Sidney Crosby. Got um, 100 points now. Oh, actually now over 100 points against the Flyers. That breaks um, Wayne Gretzky, actually. He passed Wayne Gretzky for... Um, one of the most for the most points scored against the Flyers. So, of all Wayne Gretzky's records uh, in the league, so Sidney Crosby can say that he has one of those. So, um, Wayne, not a lot of Wayne Gretzky's records are going to be touched, of course, since he's one of the greatest to ever do it, if not the greatest. But that record has definitely been touched. As Sidney Crosby now has over a hundred points against the Flyers, it's the most he scored against any team in the league. You know he. He doesn't say it, but you know he always gets up to play the Flyers. He has ever since that game where he had the bloody mouth early in his career uh, when Ken Hitchcock, that was the game I think where Ken Hitchcock uh, complained about Crosby basically being a baby after the game. That was the overtime winner. I think that was the Hatcher game. Uh, Ever since then, he just gets up to play the Flyers. He was absolutely sensational. The goal he scored on Elliott was absolutely disgusting. Um... It looked like he was going to have a half-empty net, but he like curls to almost the side of the net and roofs it top shelf past Elliott. Uh, that's a goal scorer's goal. Uh, I was just completely filthy to see. Uh, it was nice to also see Justin Schultz get on the board. His first, I think we had, that was his first goal this season. His play has been a lot better of late as well, um, and that's great to see. Um, that pairing with Petter, Marcus Pedersen is starting to look really, really good. I think the underlying numbers are also looking good with it. And that's big because, you know, the, the Penguins need another uh, good defensive pairing besides Brian Dumoulin and Crystal Tang. And speaking of Brian Dumoulin, he made his comeback, and you can just see how much it impacts Crystal Tang's game, especially when, you know, when he's not next to Jack Johnson, who just, you know, gets everyone down. But, um, yeah, Dumoulin, just, he's just so steady on the back end. Um, it's just great defensively. Him and Latang, they just mesh so well together. And, you know, they, they they miss Dumoulin a lot when he's out of the lineup. But thankfully, the injury was not too serious. Um, the other injured player, Alex Galchenyuk, of course, made his return. 
Um, I thought he looked all right while watching the game. Um, had a couple of uh, shots. He, um, he didn't score, of course. I think he he will he is going to get some of those bounces at some point. He's also getting, of course, like I said, he's getting his center back on Saturday against the Oilers, and that's going to be a mat- matinee matchup. Um, I'll have a preview of that game actually coming up tomorrow. But uh, so I think his play will be able to improve. Um, he's also missed a lot of time with the, the spider bite and the injury, so he'll he'll get acclimated into the lineup. But um, also Jake Ensel, I mean, wow. I, I don't know what else more you can say about him. He's on a steal of a contract. Uh, he's on pace to score 45 to 50 this year, as I've said. Um, he's awesome. And, and, you know, that top line right now, and also Dominic Simone. Uh, he, had, he had a great game. He had a really nice goal. And, you know, that's going to that's gonna make some of the anti-Simone people mad. But you know what? Who cares? You know, I saw you. I thought I saw his dad. This is the most points he's had through. Uh, the first uh, 13 games of the season than, than right now. Um, he has two goals um, already this season. Excuse me, seven, uh, seven assists, nine points in 13 games. Like I said, yeah, that's the most that he's had um, through through his, the start of his initial, through the start of his initial career. Excuse me. So that top line is look is just meshing really, really good right now. And I mean, yeah, I mean that that's the way you're you're gonna have to do it. He had three points that game. Cahoon had three points. And I do want to make a mention of Dominic Cahoon. Um, uh, His play has just gotten much better each game. I think that was his best game of the season against the Flyers. Uh, He had a couple really nice assists. I know the goal he scored was a really late goal, but you know what? He's got to keep playing like that because now 13 healthy forwards with Malkin back, someone's going to be scratched. And I think it's between him and Zach Aston Reese. He added a goal in the game. He deflected a Jack Johnson saw. Apparently, it looked like actually that Johnson scored at at first, but it was Aston Reese that tipped it in. I think it's going to be between Aston Reese and uh, Cahoon for that final spot. Um, I don't. I think it'll be Cahoon, but I do think Zach Aston Reese. Of course, they're going to get in games. The Penguins always battle injuries. I know they're fully healthy right now with Malkin back on Saturday, but <clears throat> sorry, there's going to be more injuries. It's the Penguins. It's how they roll. But I think for right now, I think you stick with the lineup, except as Zach Aston Reese. I would take him out. I'd keep Cahoon in. If Cahoon goes back to playing like he was during the beginning of the season, the first few games, I'd make the switch of uh, Zach Aston Reese putting in for Cahoon. But now the Penguins can roll four straight lines. And, you know, um, who also scored? Um, let's see here. Jerry McCann had a goal. That was a nice goal that he had past Elliott. Uh, looked like it was kind of like a squeaker a little bit. Um and also, folks, uh, we'd be remiss if we did not uh, bring up Matt Murray. Um, shout out to uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, uh, MadChad412 Chad. Really great friend, great person. Um, he's, he's awesome. He had this really great tweet about Matt Murray's play. So here is the stat from Chad. So Matt Murray ranks second in wins so far this season, fifth in goals against average. He's save percentage of 923, ranks ninth in the NHL. And he was also top 11 in wins last year and top 9 save percentage. Um, yeah, he's playing like a top 5 to top 10 goaltender this year um, against the Flyers. You know, 29 saves on th- uh, 30 shots allowed, 967 save percentage. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, the, always the key with Murray is just staying healthy. You know, can he stay healthy for a full season? So far, so good. Knock on wood, of course. You know, it's, of course we want clean health for Matt Murray. But that is just how good that he has been this season. Um, 
I mean, honestly, ever since he came back in December, that's just how good he's been. He's played like he did when he came into the league in 2015-16, carried over to 2016-2017. I think a a big thing is he's also, I mean, he's getting defensive support from the Penguins. You know, they're not giving up 45 to 50 shots a game. Like, you know, he's not having to do this by himself. He's getting actual help. So... I mean, and that just goes to show I me mean, for last year, Murray was like, Murray was just doing it by himself. So, I mean, that, that's just nuts to me. But, you know, all in all, great performance from the Penguins against the Flyers. They get to 8-5, and five, points 15 and 16. Played really good in this stretch without Evgeny Malkin. Uh, they banked points that they needed to. I know they had a three-game losing streak with the hiccup. But you know what? That's exactly, you know what? I mean, excuse me. You know, I don't know why I keep repeating myself. It's exactly what you needed to do with that stretch. And now... On Saturday, you get Evgeny Malkin back. All right. So, um, you know what? Honestly, screw it. Let's just do a preview of the Oilers game here. Um, I don't really want to do a preview tomorrow because I think it's it'll be it's just fresh in my mind right now. So, on Saturday afternoon, uh, I hate afternoon hockey games. They are the worst. They're, they're one of the worst things on this planet. I hate 1 o'clock games. They just... Saturdays are for college football. Uh, my college course, Virginia Tech, they play at um, 2.30. They go to Notre Dame. So I'm going to have to have one on my TV, and I'm going to have to have the, um, the Penguins game on my computer. But I'll be watching both. But, I mean, of course, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are coming to town. And, of course, it's Cindy Crosby versus Connor McDavid. Cindy um, Crosby has won every game against Connor McDavid. They've both been in the lineup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't think Connor's ever beaten uh, the Penguins with Sid in the lineup. And yeah, these are the two best players in the world going at it, and we're going to get Evgeny Malkin back, as I've said. So, Sid and Gino versus Connor and Leon Dreisaitl. And I think, before I get into McDavid and how good he is, I think people need to understand just how good Leon Dreisaitl is. A lot of people at the time, I think, laughed at that deal by Dreisaitl that he signed, considering, well, people were like, well, you know, he's just a product of McDavid, you know, he, he won't do anything without McDavid with him. I mean... Really? I mean, so far, he's been pretty freaking good. He's one of the leaders in scoring this season already. 14 games played, 12 goals, 25 points. 25 points in 14 games. That is absolutely disgusting and shows just how good that he's been at... Um, and on the top line for the Oilers, uh, if you look at Connor McDavid, he has more points than Connor. Connor has 23 points in 14 games. So Dreisaitl, one of the leaders in scoring in the NHL, um, you're, they're going to have to shut that line down. You know, they, they both are so good. They're so dynamic. They can do everything. Uh, it's going to be a big test for Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang. Um, I, I, if I were Sullivan, of course, like, you know, I'd have them going out them out there against them every shift. Uh Penguins Oilers, they played a really good game in Pittsburgh last uh, year. I think this this was in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was in February. Where Colin McDavid actually had a penalty shot that game. And Murray came up with this dazzling glove save. But um, And then, of course, in the game in Edmonton, uh, Sidney Crosby had the, uh, the one of the goals of the year. And absolutely danced uh, past Ryan Strom. And basically almost all the Oilers in overtime to win the game. And, uh, yeah, it was about 7-6. Yeah, that game was crazy. Um, different goaltenders this time. Of course, Matt Murray will be playing for starting for the Penguins. And uh, Mike Smith will for the Oilers. But, yeah, the Oilers are off to a really, really good start this season. I think, it, I mean, it definitely caught me off by, su- by, by surprise. Excuse me. Uh, they're at 9-4 in one start. They absolutely whooped Columbus uh, in Columbus. Uh 4-1, Dry Saddle had two of the goals, uh, three points in that game. Nugent Hopkins had a couple of assists. 
uh, uh, I'm not going to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Kahira, Kahira. He had a goal, and of course, James Neal, red hot start to his Oilers uh, career. Um, it's still kind of crazy that how he's playing, but so and that would be their final game, of course, going into the game against Pittsburgh. So the Oilers, uh, 19 points to start the season in 14 games. Penguins, of course, at 16 points. Um, this will wrap up the Oilers' uh, road trip here before they come home and play the Coyotes on Monday night. But um, it, it, it this is a much-watched game on television. Um, it's always great to see Connor McDavid and Sidney Rosby go at it because they both will do something in the same game that is absolutely amazing. Uh, Connor McDavid is just so breathtaking to watch. Like his speed, like there was a clip last week where he just blew past a defender for a goal and it was like he, it was like lightning it was unbelievable they played the capitals in um edmonton and he went around nick jensen i think i said this on the podcast he went around nick jensen like it, like it was lightning i i don't know what other comparison i can say he, like he was shot out of a cannon uh He's got to be the fastest player in the league. If one of them, uh, he's he's absolutely dominant when he's on the ice. There's a reason why people say he's, he's the next Sidney Crosby because I mean he really is. Um, when Sidney Crosby retires, it is going to be uh, Connor's league for good. But uh, well, in, until honestly Sid slows down. But who knows when Crosby's going to slow down? But um, I also know I think I knew that Crosby and McDavid are still really good friends. But I mean. I don't think the game is nationally televised. It's not. Yeah, it's not, which is unfortunate. Hopefully the game out in Edmonton is. Both of these games need to be on national television. I don't care if college football is on at the time. Um, uh, baseball, of course, now is gone because my Nationals won the World Series. I, like, I don't care if college football is on. People will watch your game if Connor McDavid and Sidney Rosby are going at it. But... Um, this is this is a game. I think that we're gonna see like how good like just how good the Oilers are. I, I don't know if I'm fully sold on them yet. It's 14 games. I know they're off to a really good start, but their depth concerns me. Their defense still concerns me, and of course, I don't really like their goaltending that much. <clears throat> but of course, I don't really like the Pacific Division that much either this year. Um, I think it's if I had to say kind of a weak division. I know Vegas is in there. Uh, Calgary's off to a really rough start too. I had them actually winning the Pacific, but yeah, um, this is this is game. This is a game that is going to be just so. It's just, I, I I I've run out of words that what I can say for it, but it's just going to be so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, I just I'm just I'm so excited. <laughs> I just I get so excited when these two teams play each other because I never we never get to watch Connor. I mean they're never on national TV because NBC Sports Network. Doesn't show a lot of the Oilers games, but like I said, I will always die on the hill. They need to be on national TV every time there is. I don't care if any college football is on. I know a lot of people watch it. Florida, Georgia is on at 3.30 this weekend. There's a lot of other really, really good games on. <clears throat> but f- hockey fans will flock to it, especially if it's Crosby and McDavid going at it. But yeah, that's the big game this weekend for the Penguins as they look to t- try to get to 9-5. and five. Um, the schedule is eased up on them, thankfully. They get some more rest days. I know next week they go to Boston to play the Red Hot Bruins, who are on fire to start the season. And then, of course, they go to play the Islanders, who also have been on fire as of late. And, of course, try to get a little revenge after they got swept Excuse me, in the uh, first round of the playoffs last uh, season. All right, so I figured I'd take a little bit of this segment to talk about uh, the Penguins uh, forwards now. Um uh, of course, Evgeny Malkin is coming back. Um, 
the Penguins did just send down Sam Lafferty. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be really mad about that. You know, well, you know, why do they have to send him down? What about Zach Aston Reese? He, he's been bad this season. Or, you know, what about Dominic Cahoon? I'm sure people will say anything like that. But reality of the matter is, Lafferty will be the first guy to get called up when there inevitably is an injury because, guys, like I said, it's the Penguins. There's always injuries. He'll get called up eventually. He's been very good to start the season with Pittsburgh. He's very fast. I, I, he's definitely going to be a call-up, I think, around the playoffs. I could definitely see him potentially stealing a roster spot. But you know what? These are the tough decisions that have to be made when the team is fully healthy. This team was one of the deepest group of forwards in hockey. I've been put at top five next to... I probably have Tampa a bit higher than Pittsburgh, but after that... There's not many forward groups in this league that can touch Pittsburgh's right now. You can roll out, like I said, Gensel, Crosby, Simone. You can book out Chenyuk with Malkin and maybe put Hornquist up there. On the third line, you can put Hornquist with Bukestad and Rust if you if you want to. You can move Rust left and right wing. And then, of course, on the fourth line, you can put McCann with Cahoon, Bluger, Tanev. You can move so many of these guys around in the lineup, and it's finally great to see the full lineup coming together. Now there's no nine defensemen problem. It's eight defensemen. Um, in a perfect world, Jack Johnson is scratched. But you know what? We're finally getting to see the lineup that was constructed for opening night. All the injured players are back. Um, and it looks like Malkin was really ahead of schedule on this injury. I was reading a lot of reports. Uh, Josh Yoey, Rob Ross from The Athletic, apparently saying it was potentially a six to ten week injury with his um, hip, apparently. Some people were calling it a soft tissue injury, which could take over a month and a half, like over a month. It looks like Malkin, folks, is coming back in about, I think this is three weeks. So um, whatever Evgeny Malkin took or whatever Evgeny Malkin's uh, healing process is, uh, it's, it's awesome because, you know, um, it's it, he, he was in line for a great season before, I think, before he got hurt. But still, there's time now. He only missed a few weeks. He can get back to the, the level that he knows he can play at and there's been a lot of like weird talk, I'd say, about Malkin. Well, you know, like can can he adapt to the way the Penguins have been playing with with no, I guess, like no a lot of high risk play plays because the Penguins have been a lot more better defensively as of late. They're not like going um eat their, ah, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, okay, yeah, they're not just trading chances. They're actually doubling down defensively. And I mean, guys, it's Evgeny freaking Malkin. He'll buy in. Like you know, I think I read a quote the other day. He's like, you know what? Whatever coach asks me to do, I'll do. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, like be selfish or anything. I know Malkin has a tendency to sometimes to be selfish, like, you know, defensively with the puck, whatever. But you know what? I don't really care what because it's Evgeny freaking Malkin. He's one of the best players in the league. At a time, he actually was the best player in hockey that 2011-2012 uh, season. Um, was just sensate was it was just that was sensational uh, when he scored 50 goals 100 points um when he's on now one of the best players in the league he's one of the best to, he's gonna go down as one of the best to ever do it so it's all gonna be fine and dandy when he comes back he's not gonna have to adjust his play to how the penguins have been playing I know the penguins have been better defensively and but he'll be able he'll buy in he's fine and it's just it's great to see the lineup fully come together now um it's been a while, but, you know, the Penguins, they're not down four or five forwards anymore. They're not down a defenseman. Their goalies are healthy, you know. They made the trade to create cap space, you know. Um, I do think another thing I wanted to point out now is now with the healthy lineup, 
<clears throat> excuse me, Jim Rutherford can look at the players playing and maybe see if he wants to make a trade. Apparently in Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts, he said Jim Rutherford is going to add a player. It's just a matter of when. Did not specify of a forward or a defenseman. Me personally, I would like a top four defenseman, I think. Uh, pushes Also pushes Jack Johnson out of the lineup. And you could also put Pedersen down on the bottom pairing and have someone play with Justin Schultz. But that's in a perfect world. You could also maybe go out and get someone like Taylor Hall. But, I mean, also Ray Shearer would probably never deal with the Penguins, especially after he was fired. Um, and he he knows the Penguins prospect pool so well. So, yeah, um, I think the Penguins could go big game hunting if they chose to with the cap space now. Um, but, yeah, I think that really just wraps up this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, it's great to see um, the future Hall of Famer of getting Malkin come back. He makes the team so much better when he's on the ice. I don't know how you would argue that anyway. anyways. Um, they're not going to trade him, so stop with that talk. Um, I always see that every offseason. With the trade of Guinea Malkin crap, we, we hear it goes round and round and round, and it's not happening now. It's not going to happen ever because he's going to retire a penguin. But, yeah, that basically locks it up. Um, I can't wait to watch the game against the Oilers, uh, seeing uh, Dryside on McDavid go up against Crosby Malkin, of course, Ninja Hopkins, you know, Gensel. There's so much uh, firepower. James Neal makes his return again. To the to the uh, Steel City, I always love when Kenny Malkin likes to toy with James Neal because they were best buddies when he was here. But yeah, that wraps this up. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing for that episode, but I will figure it out, and we will talk then. All right, guys, thanks.